0: Hello and welcome to Super Great Kids Stories Wise tales from around the world Which will make you laugh and sometimes cry Recommended from ages 5 to 105 I'm Kim and I love stories Hello, super great kids, and how are you? I'm very happy because we have something to celebrate. We've posted a hundred stories since we began our podcast. And to say thank you to you all for making this possible, we're going to do an extra bonus story for everybody this week. This first story is from Russia. Since our theme is Giants, Witches, Monsters, Ogres and Beasts, I thought I'd tell you another story about Baba Yaga, the Russian Witch. But before we start that story, I wonder how many Super Great Kids stories you can think of while we have a quick word with the grown-ups. Hello Super Great Kids, I'm back! I wonder how many stories you remembered? Did you remember 10? Or 20? Or maybe even 30? Now, back to Baba Yaga. As some of you might know, unfortunately this witch likes to eat children. She has long bony fingers and long bony legs, and when she runs, her bones click like this. Clack, clickety-clack, click, clack, clickety-clack, and Baba Yaga has an iron nose, which is a bit like a bird's beak, which is so long that when she lies on her bed, it scratches the ceiling of her wooden hut, Ooh. and she lives in a hut which is surrounded by a fence made of bones and perched on the top of the posts are skulls which have eyes which glow red with the fire inside them. Mm. So now you know a bit about Baba Yaga perhaps you'll know if this is the kind of story for you. It is a little bit scary but as with most fairy tales it does have a happy ending. And if scary stories just aren't for you then Switch to our second story for this week, our bonus story, which is a rather funny tale about King Arthur and a giant and a cape made of hairy beards. Are you sitting comfortably? Am I sitting comfortably? Here's Baba Yaga and Masha the Clever. Off we go. Once upon a time, or as they say in Russia, Davnim... Davno. There was a little girl called Masha, who lived with her dad and her stepmum, and I'm sorry to have to tell you that like most stepmums in fairy tales, she was a nasty piece. One day she said to Masha, Masha, while your father is away hunting. I've decided to make you a nice little dress. I want you to go to my sister, your Aunt Baba Yaga, and ask her for a needle and thread. Was that a good idea? Nope, you're right. That was not a good idea. But Masha was a clever girl and good at making the right choices. She knew that was not a good idea. So first, she went to her other nice aunt, her father's sister, and she said, Good morning, Auntie. Good morning, my lovely. How can I help you? My stepmother has asked me to go to her sister to ask for a needle and thread to make me a dress. Oh, she did, did she? Then her auntie told her exactly what to do. You listen to me carefully, my dear, she said. By your aunt's heart, there is a birch tree which would bend and slap you in the face. Tie a yellow ribbon around it. Then you'll have no more trouble. In the hut, there is a door which would creak and bang. Pour oil on it. In the yard, there's a dog which would bite you. Throw at this piece of ham. And in the house, there's a cat which would scratch you. Give it some pickled fish. And take this pretty hanky and give it to the servant maid who will help you. So Masha left her aunt's house and she walked and she walked and she walked and all through the night the trees moaned and the bats fluttered around her head. And just before dawn, in the distance, she saw the soft red glow of skulls on the fence of Baba Yaga's wooden house which was slowly turning around and around on chicken legs. Little house, little house, to turn your back to the forest and your front to me, whispered Masha. And the hut stopped turning. And suddenly the front door opened. (coughs) And there in the doorway of the hut sat Baba Yaga, weaving locks of her white hair into a piece of red cloth. And her hands were huge like the paws of a wolf, and her nails were long and curled like the claws of a bear. And while she was weaving, she was singing. Click, clack, click, click, clack, clack, weaving, weaving, forth and back, on this cloth a tasty treat, breakfast for a witch to eat, crunchy, munchy, yum, 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 ba-ba-breakfast in my tum. Good morning, Auntie," says Masha. Ah, good morning, my dear, says Baba Yaga. Mother has sent me to ask you for a needle and thread to stitch me a dress. She did, did she? Very good, very good. Sit down and take over my weaving while I fetch you a needle and thread. So the girl sat down at the loom, weaving away, and she sang the little song. Click-clack-click, click-clack-clack, weaving, weaving, forth and back, on this cloth a tasty treat, breakfast for a witch to eat. And as she sang, she heard Baba Yaga talking to her maid. Go and heat the water for the bath and mind you give my niece a good wash. I fancy eating that little girl for my breakfast. Crunchy-munchy, yum-yum-yum. And her belly rambled with excitement. Now when Masha heard that, she shook so much, she dropped the shuttle she was weaving with and it clattered to the floor. Are you weaving, my little pigeon? Are you weaving? Yes, Auntie dear, she said. I'm weaving. I'm weaving away. And Masha said to the maid, Please, please, will you wet the firewood so that it won't heat the water? and she took out of her apron pocket a pretty embroidered handkerchief and gave it to the maid. Spasiba, thank you, said the maid. Next, Masha went to the cat curled up by the fire. She took out of her apron pocket a piece of pickled fish, and she gave it to the little cat. Meow, said the little cat as it licked its lips. Little cat, little cat... ''How can I escape from here?'' she asked. ''Here's a towel and a lump of salt. When you hear Baba Yaga coming after you, throw them over your shoulder. They'll help you. You'll see. Now be off with you quick and hurry.'' The cat took over at the loom and wove away at the cloth. ''Click, clack, click, click, clack, clack, weaving, weaving forth and back.'' On this cloth a tasty treat, breakfast for a witch to eat. Meow. Baba Yaga approached on her long bony legs. Click, clack, clickety-clack, click, clack, clickety-clack. Are you weaving, little pigeon? Are you weaving? Meow. Yes, Auntie dear, I'm weaving, said the cat in a catty sort of voice. Baba Yaga gave a roar and rushed into the hut. She saw that the girl had gone and began beating the cat with her broom. You miserable creature, why didn't you scratch and stop that girl? Meow! As long as I've served you, you haven't given me as much as a piece of dry crust, and that little girl gave me a nice juicy piece of fish. Meow! said Baba Yaga. Next, Baba Yaga pounced on the doors. Why didn't you creak and bang to let me know she was leaving? All the years we've been here, said the doors, and you've not given us so much as a drop of water. That little girl gave us oil. (sighs) Baba Yaga pounced on the dog. Why didn't you bite her and howl to let me know she was leaving? (laughs) All these long years... We've been here and you've never given us a single bone. She gave us a nice piece of juicy ham, said the dog. (laughs) (laughs) Said Baba Yaga. And then Baba Yaga bit the birch tree with her sharp metal teeth. (laughs) Why didn't you slap her in the face, she said. All the long years that we've been here, you've never tied so much as a thread around our bark. But that little girl tied lots of beautiful yellow ribbons around me. said Baba Yaga. Then Baba Yaga saw the maid. Why didn't you wash her like I told you to? And the maid said, all the long years that I've been working here for you, you've not given me so much as a rag. And she gave me a pretty handkerchief with a blue flower embroidered on it. Baba Yaga was furious. She gnashed her sharp metal teeth. She grabbed her pestle. She jumped into her mortar and thump, thump, thumpity bump, thump, thump, thumpity bump went the pestle and mortar as it bounced along the ground. And in a whoosh of wind, Baba Yaga was off, chasing after Masha. Can you help me? Baba Yaga, Baba Yaga, hoo, hoo. Baba Yaga, Baba Yaga, hoo. Went Baba Yaga as she swished her way through the sky. Meanwhile, down in the forest, Masha was running, 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 running. running. But she heard a rushing of wind behind her and Baba Yaga getting closer and closer and closer. Can you help me? Baba Yaga, Baba Yaga. Hoo, Baba Yaga, Baba Yaga, who? Who? And there Masha could see Baba Yaga through the trees, sniffing the air to see where Masha was headed. Masha didn't know what to do. She didn't want to be breakfast for Baba Yaga. And then she remembered the cat's present. Can you remember? That's right, the towel. Quickly, Masha felt in her pocket, pulled out the towel and threw it over her shoulder. Suddenly there was a rushing and a roaring of raging water and a huge river rushed between Masha and Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga could not get under it. Baba Yaga could not get over it. So Baba Yaga sat down and drank the river through her long, long nose. She drank so fast that the water in the river began to go down. Glug, 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 glug. And it wasn't long before she had drunk the entire river and she started running again, chasing after Masha on her long, bony legs. Click, clack, clickety-clack, click, clack, clickety-clack, click, clack, clack, -clack, clack, clickety-clack, click clack, clickety-clack, Baba Yaga, Baba Yaga, hoo, hoo, Baba Yaga, Baba Yaga, hoo, hoo. Soon, Masha could smell Baba Yaga's rotting breath behind her. She could even hear her teeth squeak with hunger. Quickly, Masha felt around in her pocket. And what did she find? What did the cat also give her? That's right. A lump of salt, and she threw it over her shoulder. woo Up sprang a magnificent, shiny mountain, so tall that its top disappeared into the clouds. Baba Yaga tried to bite into it, but her teeth had gone rusty from drinking all that water, and they crumbled. Baba Yaga could not drink the mountain. Baba Yaga could not eat the mountain. Baba Yaga could not get over the mountain. She had to go back home, mumbling and grumbling and cursing with her teeth squeaking and her stomach rumbling with no breakfast. Click, clack, clickety-clack, click, clack, clickety-clack. And as she shuffled home, She muttered in a deep, sad voice. Can you help me? Baba Yaga, Baba Yaga, hoo, hoo. Baba Yaga, Baba Yaga, hoo, hoo. And as for Masha, well, she didn't stop running until she got all the way home. Where have you been? Asked her dad, running out to hug her. Mother sent me to my aunt's to get a needle and thread, but my auntie is a Baba Yaga and she wanted to eat me. How did you escape? he asked, and she told him the whole story. That's it. It's high time your stepmother left us for good, said her dad, and hearing the front door squeak, he ran out, just in time to see the stepmother trying to sneak out of the house. And Masha's dad chased the stepmother out of the house, down the street and up into the mountains. And as far as I know, she's still running to this very day. As for Masha and her dad, well, they sat down and made a nice pot of berry tea and they flourished in their little home. Masha taught herself to weave and people came from near and far to hear her stories and buy her beautiful cloth and they both lived happily ever after. Click clack click click clack clack weaving weaving forth and back on this cloth a tasty treat breakfast for us both to eat. Thanks very much for listening to that story. Thanks especially to all our listeners in Siberia. I love Baba Yaga stories, don't you? Do you know Baba Yaga can actually be quite nice sometimes? Anyway, I wonder if you could draw a picture of Baba Yaga or of your favourite witch, giant, beast, troll or ogre. Claudia, who is six, says she'd rather be a witch because they can be kind and helpful too. And she sent a magnificent picture of a witch with a very long nose on her broomstick flying through a night sky with a lovely backdrop of stars. Lovely picture, Claudia. Now, we do love hearing from you. And lots of you've been getting in touch with your pictures and reviews. So, it's time to dig deep into our bag of happies and say some thank yous. A very big thanks to all of you who've been supporting us on Apple and Patreon and Ko-fi. Thanks to new Patreon members Mum Sarah Jane and Thora who is 7 and Elwood who is 5 from Devon. And hello to new Apple subscriber Olivia from Cripple Creek in Virginia. And thanks to JJ and baby brother Ada and to Zach and to Caden for your donations on Ko-fi. We rely on your donations and subscriptions to keep producing Super Great Kids Stories and to pay our storytellers. If you'd like to support us, you can give a one-off payment on ko-fi.com forward slash Super Kids Stories or... For bonus stories and early access, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on Patreon, which you'll find on our website at supergreatkidstories.com. We've had some really thoughtful reviews too, so thanks to Zito Lack and to Ella, both from the United States. And Tully and Liesl King from Tennessee are listening to all our stories for the second time, and they listen every day. Thanks very much for your kind message. Glad you're enjoying them. And now to thank those of you who sent in your drawings. Five-year-old Quinn has sent us a brilliant Lego model of Baba Yaga's hut standing on chicken legs. Wow, Quinn, this is brilliant. I've never seen Baba Yaga's house made out of Lego before. I've posted on Facebook a little wooden model I have of Baba Yaga's hut, which I got when I was in Siberia. And six-year-old Thomas, from Lakeland in Florida, is really good at drawing animals. He's drawn a picture of the tiger, the boy and the jackal. I particularly like your picture of the tiger who is pinning down the boy. Thanks for sharing that. And Olivia, who is six, from Glenmont in New York, has drawn a detailed picture of eggshell soup. What a great story map, Olivia. I love all the little details like the fire with different coloured flames next to the cot and the old green fairy changeling who is demanding whiskey and backy. Great writing, too. And Atlas has sent a really great drawing of her favourite Super Great Kids story character El Cangrejo the Crab King. Atlas drew it by looking at the picture in the Super Great Kids colouring book and then came up with her own version. Well done for that, Atlas. Your cangrejo looks rather magnificent. And Ricer, who is four, from Massachusetts, has drawn a marvellous picture of blue lizard picking blueberries. I like its little feet and the big yellow basket, and the fact that it's all blue spotted. Such a good picture. Thanks for sharing it. And four-year-old Maxine from St. Louis in Missouri has drawn a brilliant picture of the African stickwoman story. I really like your stick woman, holding her stick and the huge pumpkin next to her with a scary looking mouth. Just lovely. I wonder if you can repeat the rhyme? It's one of those fun rhymes which once you've got it into your head, it's really hard to get it out again. And six-year-old Lena from Boston is on a picture roll. She's drawn an amazing picture of Anansi and the drum of common sense. I love your African drum with the pattern on the sides and the way you've named all the children with fun names. And she's drawn a witty picture of Baba Yaga and Vasilisa the Beautiful. And Lena, you're very good at drawing facial expressions. I particularly like Stick Woman's face and her long white hair too. Thanks for all these pictures. A nine-year-old Ada from Alabama has sent a marvellous picture of the How and Why story, Tortoise and Sons. I love the way you've drawn the earth and the sky. And the way you've put the smiling moon shining down on the whole scene. If you like this one, you might like Nancy and the Chest of Stories if you haven't already found it. And Luca in Woburn, Massachusetts has drawn a scary picture of Baba Yaga's hut. I love your hut with the windows as eyes and the way it looks all wobbly on its very realistic chicken legs. Imagine going to sleep, never knowing where your house will have wandered off to in the night. Good writing too. Thanks for this. And twins Florentina and Amelia, who are four and a half, love listening to super great kids stories. Florentina has drawn a wonderful picture of the North American story, Coyote and Baby Turtle. I really like the way, Florentina, you've drawn Coyote's big red ears and bushy tail and the way you framed the entire picture with a rainbow. Just lovely. Thank you for sharing it. That's it for this story. Thanks for listening, and thanks for all your pictures and messages. And remember, there's another bonus story this week, so do look for that. Bye for now. This Super Great Kids podcast was produced in Wardour Studios in London.